Hi, you are listening to Myth Taken Podcast. I am Amanda. I'm Dan. Hi. It's been a a little while. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen you in about 45 minutes. It's been so long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So long. Anyway, today we are talking, 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 if I could talk, <laughs> talking. we are talking about a cryptid, um, local to Hawaii. Hawaii. This cryptid's name is the Menahune. The Menahune? I really hope that's how you say it. Menahune. You didn't look up a, a phonetic... <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at researching, clearly. Menehune. 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 Yes. We're Kay. not testing the mics anymore. We don't nope. have to keep repeating that. Well, I'm just making it so we're actually talking and there's not dead silence. It's been a little while since we've done this. Don't know if you've forgotten or not. Me? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Harsh. Harsh. Um. Anyway. What do you think the Menehune is? The Menehune? Hmm. I imagine it's a dog-like creature. <laughs> Seeing as they all are. Uh, no, I don't know. It's on, it's, it's on a Hawaiian island. So maybe it's something a little bit more tropical. And it's a lizard. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Uh, could it be? See, I've never been to Hawaii, and 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 what I know of Hawaii is like the Brady Bunch. So, is it like a? a <laughs> <laughs> no. A t- is it is it like a tiki head? No. <laughs> guy. No, it's not. For my feet. It's not. Um. So, the Menehune. Um. The name comes from Manahune, which means people of lower stature or, well, there's another meaning. I'll get into the other meaning later on after we've talked about it a little lower bit Lower stature. It's like, so they're like pygmies? They're, sh- they're little people. Little people. What? But not a pygmy. I don't think a pygmy is... Nobody ever referred to them as pygmies. Okay. They just called them little people. I don't think pygmies is derogatory. Or, um... Well, they're little people. Okay. <laughs> little people. Um, so descriptions I got of the Menehune. Um, height-wise, one thing said that they were six inches tall. Another thing was a little more realistic-ish with two to three feet tall. Okay, um, so they're like Darby O'Gill and the little people. Sure, little people. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. Um, so, yes, small. Um, they are said to be hairy, okay, muscular, mm-hmm. stout, pot-bellied, with long eyebrows, large eyes, sharp ears. So are they leprechauns? There you go. Somebody did refer to them as Hawaii's leprechauns. All right. Yeah, so Hawaii's leprechauns. Um, they were also said to be nocturnal, um, living in caves and caves inside of forests. So, What about 
um, wells. It didn't mention them living in wells. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Don't <laughs> go there. <laughs> um, they communicate by grunts, growls, but they're also known as the masters of mimicry. So I would assume that would be more than just grunts and growls. And one source even said that they can communicate telepathically. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, these cryptids, um, they were said to be master builders. They have their own rules for building, however, and that is to be finished building whatever it is they're building in a single night. And no one else could be present while they're building it. And it has to be the finest. Okay. So, I I mean, those are some pretty good work ethics. Mm-hmm. What the heck's wrong don't, with Don't me? worry about it. Did, ethics. Did, so did they, they uh, build, make a lot of shoes? No, no. They were, they were building big things. Big things, okay. There's Cat a couple ones. big things that they are said to have built, um, which we will get into. But also... They were not just hard workers. They did enjoy dancing, singing, archery, and cliff diving. Cliff diving. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about bowling? Didn't mention bowling. No. So Didn't mention bowling. They weren't the source for thunder uh, thunderstorms. No, not okay. from my research anyway. Okay. Um, so they are also said to be kind of tricksters. They like to play tricks on people, steal knickknacks, and... Um, Pots of gold. No. No. Didn't, didn't say anything okay. about pots of gold. No gold. Um, people would leave them offerings of bananas or fish just to like try to appease them so that they wouldn't get their knickknacks stolen. Bananas. Or tricks. Bananas. Big, yes. big kind of bananas. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great today. Um, so in that regard, they were kind of similar to like brownies and gremlins um, in some ways. They were also said that they could shoot. But they they what? came out at night. You're not supposed to feed gremlins at night. That's true. Midnight. That's true. So maybe that person's wrong. Mm. Um, they could shoot arrows in the hearts of angry people to inspire love feelings, which made me think of Cupid. So I'm not really sure if somebody got their cryptid um, character mixed up there, but that was somewhere that I found. In so the Cupid is a Minahoni. <laughs> According to that person. Okay. Um, so yeah, they lived on the island by themselves. Which island? Uh, Didn't specify. It just says, you just said Hawaii earlier. Yeah. I guess I should have looked it up better. Let me see. Um, sorry. Because isn't there, there's like Oahu and um, <laughs> the Big Island? Well, I mean, there's Hawaii, Hawaii, but yeah, there's like Oahu and other islands that make up the state of Hawaii. You were correct there. I'm sorry, my Google fingers are not really working. Okay, so they play tricks, but they won't play tricks on you if you leave them bananas and fish. <laughs> yeah, that would appease them. Okay, what kind of fish? 
any kind of fish? Yeah, I don't think they were picky about no. fish. So you didn't have to leave them like swordfish or like something a little bit like harder to catch. Mm, I don't think like so. I think any like fish, and they were they were happy. Okay. I think. Um, so they were mainly, I believe, on the island of Kauai. But ah, that was one I kept thinking, but I didn't think that was a real name for some reason. Um, because they were pretty prevalent in the. Sorry if I say this wrong. No Willy Willy Harbor, um, which is on Kauai. So that was like their main locale, but they might have been on some of the other islands as well. Hmm. Um, so they live. They are a two thousand year old race of people. They lived on the island. Um, way back in the day, uh, they ended up fleeing to the mountains because Tahitians um, ended up invading and and taking over the island which is a whole other thing too um a couple other little descriptions or fun factoids they are said to appear to those who are marked or people they liked or shared a connect connection with Um, how does one get marked i don't know no nothing ever went into that okay but it was very intriguing which is why i put it down Mm -hmm. um They were also said to appear to kids who grew up next to the mountains, um, which is kind of a neat idea. They appear to the mountain kids. And then um, some source said that they also appeared as balls of spiritual light that granted wishes. I don't know if that's true, but... That just seems creepy. (laughs) It just seems like kind of -of will-o'-the-wisp type stuff to me there. Um, so we can get into some sightings. Are there bones? Do people have bones? I don't believe so. So how do they know they've been around for 2000 years? Sightings. Okay. (laughs) So there's a 2000 year old, um, well, the first, well, yeah, the first one that I know about is in, no, actually there was something earlier than that, but we're going to start with 1940. Okay. 1940s. This is in the Waimea Parish property. Um, There are 40 kids and their teacher, Mr. George London. And they were said to have witnessed Menehune jumping around in the trees. Um, When they're all like outside, they just saw them jumping in the trees. At night? Mm, I don't think so because I don't think a teacher and kids would be out at night. But yeah, that does conflict with the whole nocturnal theory. Mm Um, so when they were spotted, the Menehune, they disappeared into the wilderness, um, and cracks and openings in the church foundation, but no openings in the foundation can be found. So it's kind of like they just dissipated into the, into the scenery, into the environment around them. They are Darby O'Gill and the little people. (laughs) Um, the next sighting. I have a year for is May 2006, which wasn't all that long ago. Uh, Granted, that's over a decade ago. 13 years. But still (laughs) sooner than 1940. Um, And this was actually interesting because it was reported to Coast to Coast AM. Nice. Yeah. Um, Which hopefully you all know what that show that radio show is but who who reported on it was it old george um, knapp george nori george nori 
George Norrie was on the show and um, he had Lauren Coleman um, with him to talk about it, who is apparently not the eyewitness. I believe Lauren Coleman, she wrote an article about the Menehune, so that's probably why she was invited on the show. Um, but in this encounter, a group of 20 Menehune passed in front of a car along a remote road. The driver, the, the woman driver, said she hit one of them, and it left a dent in her car and also left some reddish hair on her car. Red hair? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I just raised my hand and had a, a very eyebrow-raised expression. They are, they are the, the little people. They are Darby O'Gill and the little people. <laughs> or just straight up, like leprechauns because mm. they're all redheaded right i mean they left reddish hair mm. that's yeah um uh, however even so these though weren't the six inch variety if they if she managed to hit them no i think they'd probably be more of the two to three foot variety okay um however even though she was left with this hair on her car she no longer has the hair to analyze and did not save the sample of course so, no real proof other than perhaps a dent in her car. Um, then this one, I don't know the date. Nobody actually said a date. Um, and then I have the word Froyam, which... Froyam? Froyam, I think is the name of the person who um, this happened to. So, they were driving home to Lahaina... Lahaina town, Lahaina town, sorry, in the night. And this person saw a Menehune by a boulder and it stood still in the car's headlights. They said that they made eye contact with this cryptid and the, the little creature fled. But he also said that this creature had an air of majesty about them. It was That's how they it was described ma- it. So it was majestic. An air of majesty. An air of majesty. Yes. So did it just shoulders back, chest up? Uh-huh. I guess so. That's how he described it. Um, I put that in quotes. Uh, air of majesty. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this person, twenty-five years later had another encounter with the Menehune. Was it as nearly as majestic? Yes. This time, though, he saw, or she saw, I, I believe it was a man, though, they saw a spot, or they saw a female on their property at night, and it was a full moon night, so it was very easy to see this Menehune. And he described her as being regal. <laughs> she had like a big plume, feathered head. <laughs> I'm just imagining birds. How birds <laughs> would be majestic and or regal. Right. Um, and when, after witnessing her, um, he doesn't really say much other than she must have just left and there was no like big to-do or big conversation with her. He decided not to seal his land. No, he decided not to sell his land. That is a typo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what, 
But it, but what what does the guy do? I'm just gonna lay a big giant concrete. <laughs> gonna seal my <laughs> land. Wow. No. Yeah. He was he was gonna sell his land, but after seeing this regal Menahune lady, he decided that wasn't a good idea for him to do. He's gonna hang on to it and put out the bananas. Mm. Yes. <laughs> um. And then we also have the story of, sorry, my throat, there's something going on with it. So Harriet, nah. Nah. Well, it's just N-E, so nah. Nah. Harriet, nah. Um, I don't know the date. There was no date specified anywhere that I looked. It's fine. Um, but uh, she supposedly went to a cave okay. that was known to be the place for Menehune. So she was she was seeking them out. Antiki monsters. No, just Menehune. <laughs> and she saw some returning home, and she said that they had long hair. And the, but she <laughs> saw them returning to home, so they were coming into the cave, right? Yeah, yeah. But she was in the cave. Yeah. And they just like passed by her. Apparently. Good day. Hey, good good day to you, ma'am. <laughs> the regal regal creatures, <laughs> but these ones have long hair, so maybe they were like hang loose, like <laughs> subra. <laughs> Peace. Um. So yeah, they had long hair. That's all she said about that encounter. Which I would think, if if I saw a group of Menehune returning home, I would have more to say than oh, they had long hair. Um. So she. No one's described any of the things that they've made. <laughs> Not yet, not yet. Okay. I'll get to that. Okay. I'll get to that. Um, she also met some while she was visiting a friend. She brought her friend a special fish. Um, and bananas. Oh, the, yeah. The, so the Menehune brought her friend a special fish and spoke in a strange language that also somehow sounded familiar. Hmm. Um, and that's all she wrote about that encounter. <laughs> so I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds like you're speaking a language. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> so, and then one other, um, I, I, I put it under my sighting section. The Minahuna were actually counted on the census in the um, 1780s to 1820s under the reign of Kamwali'i. Um, so 65 Minahuna were counted in Waniha Valley. Um, and this fact was discovered by Catherine Luumalo in 1951. So it's kind of interesting that they were, um, they were counted on the census. At least somebody counted them on the census. It's really <laughs> strange. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, because w- w- at least when like people have come to. Our, like our, like in the past, it's been a while since like a census person. I've seen a census person mm-hmm. when they've come. They, they've just been like, "Are you the house head of the household?" And it's like, "Yeah," and they're like, "How many people live with you?" Like mm-hmm. that's as 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 down to it as they get. So did they just did did, <laughs> did they just did was everyone in the town like in on it? And they're like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm, there's this many." Uh, like (laughs) whom taking the census in this area was just like oh yeah sure yeah i'm not sure um or like 
you know, because uh, I know some places they get their budgets are based on their census. So is it just like somewhat, you know, they're just like, well, we're just going to slide this in here. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> and it took how many years for someone to notice that? Well, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't discovered until 1951. But when when was the census taken? The census was taken in the 1780s to 1820s. Oh. So the 40-year span of time there. What? You you have a confused look on your face. You (laughs) said 1700s. 1780s to 1820s. Okay. But it was discovered in the 19... 50s yes okay we okay i know so many different times yeah but uh, i'm sorry it sounded like you said it was discovered in like over over 50 years but it was no i meant it was discovered in 1951 yeah okay yeah um but uh, there could be another explanation for that census um which we will get into as well pygmies no. <laughs> so people. the folklore, like I said, they are builders and some of the things they could build were canals, temples, bridges, a couple of structures in Hawaii that they are said to have built are the Alakoko fish pond near the Nawiliwili Harbor. Is it golden? No, it's just a fish pond well i mean it's actually a really beautiful fish pond <laughs> um it's really large what makes it beautiful well i mean i mean if it's just like clear water that's just hawaii look at that that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty well it's a it's a picture taken at sunset and or rise <laughs> i know but it's still pretty <laughs> but i mean look i mean there's lots of trees around there's a mountain in the background like and they like built this this fish pond. Let's see. Um, so, and other structures that are older than the Polynesian migration. So they've built, here is the legend around building that fish pond. Legend is they built it to honor a prince and princess. So uh, siblings, siblings, not like people who are betrothed to each other, siblings. Um, but, the siblings decided to spy on the Minahune as they worked. Oh, you're not supposed to see them working. No, that is one of their builders' rules. Oh, did they turn them into koi? No. No, they didn't become like moon and sunfish? No. Okay. Um, so the Minahune is how they worked. They um, kind of did like a bucket brigade, bucket brigade type of lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, that stretched for like, you know, over 20 miles. And like, so they were all lined up to get this fish pond built. Um, and the Menehune caught the siblings watching them after they fell asleep. Um, so the Menehune were like working, working, working. It was morning. They were done. And then they saw the siblings and noticed that, oh, they'd been spying on us while we worked. And that made them not too happy so for how did they know they were spying they were asleep maybe they just happened to be there they shouldn't have been in the area that's the whole thing that's they should have known you know the minahune you know the minahune were building it for them and the least they could have done is stay away until they were done 
Till they were finished. Did these people know the Minahune were building it for them? And did the I Minahune think they say, did, because that's the why they spied on them. But did the Minahune say, hey, we, we, we got this stipulation. We'll build this thing for you. You can't see us do it. You can't see us work. We, I'm pretty sure the Minahune were very clear in their rules. But did they speak a language that they didn't understand, but possibly sounded familiar <laughs> they might have but they also telepathically communicated to them so they should have been very understanding sure that's fine but <laughs> if they're still speaking a language that you don't understand you don't telepath- know maybe they were telepathically communicating with pictures mm? that could be quite confusing no like, just like, like, like. All you have to do is a picture of people looking at the Menehune working and do a big old circle with the, uh, the red circle with the dash through it. No. I don't. I don't think that that was a. Um, or an X. X's have been around forever. Come on. Sure. Or like daggers. <laughs> yes. So anyway, for spying this prince and princess were turned into pillars and the Menehune didn't finish their work. They kind of like, peace out. You were spying on us. We were almost done, but you spied. So you get to be pillars and we're gone. Years later... Who finished the pond? Years later, Chinese immigrants Mm -hmm. finished the pond. But their work was not as good as the Menehune. At least that's what this legend says. So, um, and they were also said to have built the Kikio Aula, or otherwise known as the Menehune Ditch, which was an irrigation ditch in Kauai. Okay. Um, so those are two things that they were said to have built. Is the ditch nice? I mean... Do you want to see see a picture of the ditch? No, it's okay. (laughs) Let me show you a picture of the ditch. Well, that's more of the bridge. There's a bridge over the ditch, I think. Did they build the bridge? Um, It didn't say. Hmm. It didn't say. You said they built bridges. Yeah. No, they they know how to build a good bridge. The Menehune do. I have have faith in their bridge building. Um, This is part of the Menehune ditch. It just kind of looks like a little stream. Mm-hmm. There's roughage. Yep, there's roughage. There's a cave. Did they um, live in the cave? I doubt it. Oh, look at that. There's that word you've been using all night. Bananas. A race of pygmies slash dwarves predating first Polynesian settlers from the Marquesas Islands. Um, Some people thought they were related to the Flores Hobbits. Um, which they were, they lived on an Indonesian island and existed about 12,000 years ago. Um, and so here comes the more likely of, of what they really were. Um, like I said in the beginning, Manahune meant people of lower stature, which a lot of people took to mean that, you know, they were short, they were little. Um, another translation would be insignificant people. So people of a different, so people who are different, like mm-hmm. a different race mm-hmm. that are deemed. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So 
those Tahitians invaded the islands and um, they think like, you know, the Menehune were there first, but they were more of a peaceful people and um, maybe were treated not so great by the Tahitian invaders. Um, so they were seen as being lower than, less than. Um, it's kind of like on Vegeta, there were these little people and the Saiyans. <laughs> Uh, okay, so they you're eradicated these little people. <laughs> so you're, go, puddles, you're going on to the Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball comparisons. It's Dragon Ball Z, um, and hey, you know, it genocide might be is genocide. Very similar to that. Um, I mean, they didn't say that the Tahitians like killed them all. They just used them um, to build things. To build things, exactly. Yeah. The theory was that, you know, the legend of the Menehune was made of, um, up to give an explanation for the constructions of things without giving credit to the real builders, um, which were the, you know... The little people that they the little only people. let come out at night to work for them. Yeah, so that is kind of the, you know, not so happy, but... Mm, probably more realistic take on the legend of the Minahune and it could be why they were counted in the census because uh, a lot of what I read also said that there are still people that claim to be descendants of the Minahune. Um, so are they redheaded? I don't know. Um, so literature, Lauren Coleman, who I mentioned earlier being on coast to coast with George Nori she wrote an article for Fate called The Menehune, Little People of the Pacific. Um, she also wrote a book called The Field Guide of Bigfoot and Other Mystery Primates. She's called The Menehune Primates? Mystery Primates. Mystery Primates? Okay. I don't know. What did you ask me? She's calling the little people primates? No, I think she was researching other topics entirely. Okay. Yeah. Um, Martha Warren Beckwith wrote a book called Hawaiian Mythology, and in it she talks about the Minahune. And then... Uh, sorry. You, you, <laughs> sorry. I had to cough. I thought you needed to like make up something there. Um, and there's also a book that Gloria Cronin wrote called Tales of Molokai, The Voice of Harriet Ne. And I talked about Harriet Ne a little bit ago, having encounters with the little people, but not really saying much other than they had long hair and brought special fish. Um, so those are um, books that you can look at to further your research of the Menehune legend. Um, what do you what do you think about the Menehune? What do do you have yetis for it? What is your take? Uh, our yetis are. It's been a while. They're they're one to ten yetis. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go eight yetis, but it's. It's mostly because I, I think they're just basically pygmies. Um, and, you know, over time, uh, people get taller. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair, I think. I mean, there's definitely 
like uh I've seen some some like uh National Geographic things on like pygmy people and they are a small people. <laughs> yeah. Um I think I mean as far as the the legend of these builders that could turn people into pillars and um you know well needed bananas as offerings. I think that part is more bananas of a are delicious. Oh, well, they are. Turning a person into a pillar is easy as as covering a person in cement or concrete or <laughs> whatever casting material you're using. <laughs> okay, wow. A little, a little dark there. Well. <laughs> anyway, I think as far as that, uh, the, the yetis I would give to that possibility would be more of a, a three to a four, but I think um, I think that they, they were real people. I think, you know, that they were real people that maybe were taken advantage of by uh, another set of people um so that in itself is very real i think i think so i would give that more like a nine yeti nine yeti mm-hmm. so let's break even and give it about five yetis <laughs> is that breaking even <laughs> i don't know All right. i mean i said eight you said nine we'll go four and a half <laughs> um yeah mostly just because pygmies and you know <laughs> they were <laughs> what indentured servitude i mean yeah yeah no there's there's a lot of things that have happened in history and even today that mm. are it could be pretty you know, awful these so. little people could have got real upset and then they just turned those kids into stone <laughs> maybe so maybe they so we deserved it i mean prince and princess they might have saw seen the peop the Menehune as as a less than and maybe they did deserve it mm. in that regard. So anyway, that is the Menehune. Um thank you for listening. We tomorrow it will have been a uh, one year since we started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we've done all of like fourteen. I don't think we've done even 14, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how many we've done. Five? We started out strong. We had it like an every other week thing going on. And and then life happened and it continues to happen. And it's not so easy to do this all the time. But it's fun. Yeah. So happy one year to us. Eat your bananas and your fish. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell people where they can find us? I'm, I mean, yeah, you can find us on Instagram. We are, um, on Instagram, myth taken podcast. No matter how you, I mean, if you put myth and the word taken, I'm pretty sure you can find it. You don't need. Yeah. Any. Technically it's myth underscore taken podcast. Um, but yeah, you'll probably be able to find us anyway. Um, email myth taken podcast at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook page as well. Just look up Myth Taken. Not terribly active. <laughs> no, but it's there. And we welcome any feedback, any any comments, any suggestions, any ideas. 
Um, so give us give us a, a word now and again. Um, we are on iTunes and on Stitcher, correct? Correct. Okay. So yeah. Thanks for listening and stick around for the next episode. Whatever that may be. Exactly. Midnight